All right, Kelly Robinson, thank you very, very much. Good morning, everybody. Beautiful morning, beautiful day yesterday in most of Texas. And uh, it was a big day. I'm I'm exhausted. I got into the studio here about 32 seconds ahead of time. I'm exhausted from that. I'm exhausted from yesterday. We gave 2,100 one-gallon crepe myrtles to one to each fifth grade student in the McKinney Independent School District. That's our hometown. And we've been doing that since 2006. It's a Mother's Day gift that they can give to their moms. And um, we take them to each elementary school, 20 campuses. There will be 21 in a year or two. I don't know when the new school will come online. It hasn't broken ground yet. But anyway, it is so exciting. And the, the kids are just enchanted we couldn't go into the schools this year we always have in the past and presented them to them and they get so excited i know they were anyway Uh, one of the i think probably a teacher posted on my facebook page overheard uh, of a fifth grade girl talking to her brother what'd you get mama for mother's day nothing well i got mine i got i got her a tree (laughs) so i think it was brother sister so anyway, that's uh, that's exciting, and uh, several of the mothers posted, I have uh, three already, and I have a fourth now, going back to, you know, whatever the year, and they have them planted in their yards, and one mother posted, my triplets are in the fourth grade, I need to start planning now, I guess, so we bet you do, we'll, uh, we'll be there next year with the same project, we have a lot of sponsors who uh, cover the cost of all these crepe myrtles, and then we arrange to get uh, drivers to take them. At the same time, we leave the uh, World Collection Park of crepe myrtles in a caravan, and we all go to our schools at the same time and, and drop them off, and, and it's just it's fun. We've been doing it since 2006. Anyway, that is uh, what happened yesterday, and what happens today is we talk gardening. The plants at your place, first thing you need to do is give me a call at 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. There's been a lot going on in horticulture in the last two and a half months, and so let's talk about it. Let's see what you have on your mind. What is still struggling through your landscape? What are you wondering about? What are you just discovering doesn't look so good? Uh, it's as if some people have wakened up from a long winter's nap and they realize that, oh my goodness, I think this plant may be dying. And uh, in reality, it may have died on February 16th. That's when the headstone needs to uh, to read. That's what it needs to read. So anyway, call please, won't you? Uh, Jared Taylor is running the boards and answering the phones and he'll get you screened and put on, on hold and, and then I'll come to you and we'll get the program up and rocking. So... That's the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. I've been doing this program for more than 30 years. We have 33 stations that carry this program all the way from the Panhandle, Amarillo, all the way south to Victoria and Corpus Christi. That covers a big part of Texas. And from Alpine, do you know where Alpine is? There is a a percentage of Texans who don't know where Alpine is. Do you know what the significance of Alpine is? It's the county seat of fill in the blank now, Brewster County. Do you know what Brewster County is? It's the largest county in the state of Texas. It's huge. I think if I did my math right many, many years ago, I I believe it's about one-sixth the size of Ohio. My wife is from Ohio, and I think that's why I was doing that math. But anyway, it's also in the, uh, the, the Davis Mountains, 
uh, kind of come down into Brewster County. They're in Jeff Davis County also, of course. But the uh, Big Bend National Park, the Cheezus Mountains, are in uh, uh, are in Brewster County. And it's uh, just a beautiful part of Texas. So many people hustle on past on the north side, uh, getting to El Paso on Interstate 10, and you miss the beauty of, of Brewster County. Anyway, I, I digress. That's from Alpine all the way east to the Piney Woods of Crockett and and uh, and certainly a lot of other stations in between. Give me a call, 888-256-1080, the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Um, I'm going to look at something that came from the Texas Forest Service. I may read it to you because it's uh, very important information, but I will tell you that they put a, a long and detailed uh, report of where we stand with trees uh, out, and I put it on my Facebook page a couple of days ago, and also linked to it uh, in eGardens, my electronic newsletter. So if you have access to either of those, and you always have access to my most recent eGardens from my website at neilsperry.com, you can see what they say about the trees that are failing to leaf out properly. So that is how we're going to get the program underway today, and I'll go right to your calls in just a moment. I don't know. Yeah, looks like the call screen page is working. I see Larry and Pecos, our first call up today. You could be right behind Larry. 888-256-1080. Give me a call, won't you please? Okay, now here is the news, and it's good news for you, about Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, the fifth printing. <sighs> That's a sigh. Monday, I took delivery on eight pallets, 6,000 copies of my book. They covered our driveway. Then the forklift came in, and six of those pallets came into my garage. And we broke them down and restacked them, and they all fit. Two of the pallets went to our covered front porch, and they're still sitting there waiting to be broken down. And, and now my job comes in signing. I've signed one of the pallets and taken it to the post office, and I'm working my way through the orders. They're not all sold, but, uh, but a lot of them are. And so if you've already ordered, I'm, I'm working my way through the orders, and I'll get your book to you as quickly as I can. I took a flat level measure of a pickup load, a big standard pickup load, to the post office. It was 45 books. I don't know what that weighed, but it was more than my back and my legs could handle. I did uh, all that unloading on my own, and uh, I'll have to do it a lot more because we have a lot to go. So I've decided that rather than calling a halt on the special offer uh, when the books arrived, I need to own the situation. You're going to have a little more weight, so I'm just going to continue it until I get caught up, and it'll be a week or two. And so here's what you have. You still have that same opportunity for a very limited time more. This is kind of like watching a, a soccer match. You don't know exactly when they're going to blow the whistle on you. Uh, this has 11 chapters, 344 pages, 840 of my best photos, and it covers every aspect of outdoor gardening in Texas, from lawns and landscapes to fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening. 48-page calendar, that's chapter 2, four pages per month, telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. This is the fifth printing. It is not the fifth edition. There have been very few changes made. You don't need to buy it if you have one of the first four printings. But if you don't have, you really need to get this. If all you have is my old cowboy boot book from 1982 or 91, 
Oh, my goodness. This is not at all related to those. Totally different layout. I didn't even look at those when I wrote this book. You will be mightily happy with this book. So, here is the offer. It's going to be thirty-six ninety-five plus tax and postage when I get it uh, when I get caught up on the signing. But for now, you can get it for thirty-one ninety-five if you order immediately. Order it from neilsperry.com. N e i l s p e r r y dot com. I'll sign your copy. I guarantee your satisfaction, or I'll refund every penny. I think you're going to like it very, very much. It's a hardback printed on high-quality paper in Texas. The only way you can order it, since it's not in stores and not on Amazon, would be to go to my website or to call my office weekdays. The office number is 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way by far, far, far (laughs) is at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Homegrown goodness, that's what Mueller's all about. They've been producing quality steel buildings and metal roofing right here in Texas for 90 years. Now you can own a Mueller greenhouse right in your own backyard. Their easy-to-assemble, bolt-together greenhouses come in five sizes, from 6x9 to 12x21, and they feature a galvanized steel frame with more than 30 designer trim colors from which to choose. With hail-resistant polycarbonate panels, lockable walk-in uh, doors and windows, a Mueller greenhouse will let the sun shine in while it protects your plants year-round. Don't let weather ruin what you've worked so hard to produce. Get a great greenhouse from a Texas-grown company. Visit them online at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. MuellerInc.com. Mueller means more. Mueller means greenhouses. I'll have more after this message. Thank you, Kelly, very, very much, very much. Let me uh, invite you to give me a call. I have an open line if you'd like to uh, utilize it right now. It's uh, 888-256-1080. Didn't Kelly just tell you that? I think he did. 888-256-1080. Let's go to Larry and Pecos. Larry, this is Neil. Good morning. Yes, sir. Good morning. I have like a two-part question about some Afghan pines. Um, I usually get them for Christmas in a pot, then I plant them after Christmas. This year I planted one, six foot more or less, doing real good. Of course, we had a little little cold spell, and uh, it turned brown, and I was figuring, well, maybe it was the cold, but then I found out later on it was spider mites. So right now it is brown. A li- I, I sprayed it with, with you know, some, uh, two different times with the store-bought stuff and then soapy water. And now it's brown, but the tips are just green. And I'm, you know, continuing to water it good and everything. Do I need to cut it back or anything to see if it'll survive? No, I don't. I don't think you can cut a pine tree back and expect it to branch out properly. They don't work that way. Larry, I'll, uh, I'll tell. You, it, it, let me ask you a question, and then I, th- I think probably Jared will pull your your phone line down just a little bit. There's a lot of static on it. Um, oh, okay. The uh, question I have of you is how soon after the cold spell did you detect the spider mite damage? Uh, just about, to be honest with you, it might have had a little bit before, 
But um, it was probably a couple of days that I noticed it just I mean, turned brown real quick, and then I checked the limbs. Guarantee you that's not spider mites. Elderica Pines, where I live, uh, in, in the Metroplex, and everywhere that I've heard about on my Facebook page, people mm-hmm. posting, that's all cold damage. They were hurt by the cold. Maybe Pecos is different. It's different in a lot of ways. I've spent a lot of time in Pecos. It's <laughs> yeah. a wonderful city. But I think that's probably cold damage. I don't know oh. that I've ever seen spider mites get on pines. They get on a lot of uh, 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 cedrus, a lot of different cedars. They get on uh-huh. uh, junipers. They get on a lot of different cone-bearing plants, but I don't think I've ever seen them on, on pines. Uh, I think it's okay. much more likely that what you're seeing is, is cold damage, and, and elderica pines were hurt by the cold. Okay, that's my other question. I've seen a lot of bigger trees here in town and even in Midland, Odessa, that trees that I know are 20 years old or older, and they just turn brown all of a sudden, too. I mean, it happened all recently. across Texas. I've answered. Oh, okay. I've answered uh, questions on plants that I thought never would have uh, freeze damage or cold damage, and uh, it's happened to. Well, look. I don't know if you guys have had. Have you had uh, uh, problems with oaks not leafing out properly? Mm, not that I've paid attention. I don't have any oaks on my property. Okay, but I've but heard it, that a lot can... of them drop leaves. Yes. Sir. Yeah, and uh, but did they regain them normally? They, uh, live oaks will always drop their leaves in, in late winter. But uh, the problem that we're having across, I have the news release from the Forest Service I'm going to read to folks here in a moment. Um, it's been a huge issue across Texas from the, from the Gulf Coast all the way to the Panhandle with oaks not leafing out properly. And, and just name the plants. I, I probably have answered on my Facebook page, uh, 2,000 questions about, Neil, is this alive? Is it dead? My ash trees are not leafing out. What's going on? All it, it just seems like almost all species were impacted except for hollies. Bless the hollies. <laughs> I, I see why I love the hollies so much now. But, but what you're seeing is normal, and it happened to big pines. In fact, the East Texas pine people uh, started crying out to the Texas forest. I'm not, not, not saying crying out. They, they were saying, help kind of cry outcry uh, to the Texas mm-hmm. Forest Service before almost anybody else did because they noticed within two or three days that the there was a, a big scorch issue going on with the needles of their pine trees in, in big areas. It, it happened in in patches of hundreds of acres or, or several square miles in East Texas around uh, Longview and Marshall. And I think, by and large, I haven't been there, but I think, by and large, a lot of those pines now have put out new needles. But what oh, you're okay. saying, everything you're saying is exactly what we've experienced all across Texas. It, it's normal for this very abnormal year. Okay, Can't do so much about it at this point much, other than wait. Okay, just keep continue watering it, and like I said, hopefully it'll... Take the normal care of, of it. Don't do anything heroic. Let me read this thing right. to you about oaks, and it's going to apply to your pines as well. I want to talk to okay. Carolyn and Buckholz first, but uh, but we'll I'll, I'll help you. I'll be listening. Attaboy. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Let me go to uh, Carolyn now. Carolyn and Buckholz, right? Is that where you are? Carolyn, i got to yes. have you turn your radio off, please. If you can reach it, get it oh, turned off. Okay. Yeah. I'm going wanna... out here. Can you yeah. hear me better? Well, it's not a matter of hearing you. I don't want to hear me twice. Oh, <laughs> okay. Let me turn the radio off. That's Whatever. the point. Yeah. Anyway, it, it, I'm Carolyn Taylor from Buckholz. Okay, Carolyn, 
I'll tell you what, I'm going to put you on hold. We'll come back to you after you've gotten oh, the radio Oh, I just have off. a simple question. We'll no, take Carolyn, you for a minute. it's okay. That's not the issue. It's all echo because we're in delay. We have to be in delay. It's a it's a oh. regulation. So okay. you stay there. Go ahead and pull her down, Jared, and, and explain it to her. I, I know he always does anyway, but there you go. All right, let me see what I need to do. I need to tell you about Mueller right now and their helping hand. And I'll come back and tell you. I'll read the Forest Service thing to you also. The Helping Hand. I want to let you know what a great thing Mueller is doing. This is the 13th year that they've been giving away a free building to one nonprofit organization right here in the Lone Star State. Good for Mueller. This isn't just a building, though. It's a 4,000-square-foot facility. That's a big building to be built by the helping hands of Mueller, dedicated to serve a Texas-sized community. Here's how you enter. It's, it's really, really complicated. Listen to this. You go to MuellerInc.com and click on the helping hand and complete the questionnaire there. <laughs> how tough is that? The toughest part of that is spelling Mueller, M-U-E. L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. So go to MuellerInc.com, click on Helping Hand, and that's where you can complete the questionnaire about why your organization deserves this blessing. Applications will be accepted until May 18. This is the 8th, so you have 10 days to get this done, folks. Get with it. Get your committee organized. Fill out the questionnaire. Come up with uh, your, your statement that you're going to make. And uh, this could be the blessing that you need. For more information on Mueller Steel Buildings and Roofing, visit MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or call 877-268-3553. They'll be announcing the winner sometime later in the year. That's Mueller Steel Buildings, MuellerInc.com, 877-268-3553. Three five five three. We'll have more after these messages. Thank you, Kelly, very, very much. Let me read this to you. This is a short version of what the Forest Service put uh, out, and then I used on my Facebook page and then eGardens. It says a large number of oak trees are still struggling to leaf out as as a result of winter storm Uri, and many Texans are left wondering why. However, the answer is not particularly straightforward. Several professionals have reinforced this seeming randomness and scope of the damage, making it clear it's not the species-specific or tied to any particular region. Here is what we do know. Now, this is the Texas Forest Service experts. If no leaves have emerged by July, it's most likely dead. However, many trees that were bare have just started leafing out in the past few weeks. Remember, we told you to wait earlier. Okay, so that's one statement. That was that was my insert there, by the way. If you're in a rush to replace your dead or dying trees, remember that November is actually the best time to plant trees in Texas. That's why Texas Arbor Day is the first Friday of every November. Did you know that? <laughs> if you think your tree is dead and might fall over, don't worry. Dead trees can stand firm for several months before they are at risk of toppling over. That's especially true of oaks. So, and that's my insert also. I I need to point out where I'm putting something in here. So that comment about the oaks is mine. Trees that have partial canopy coverage might continue to look patchy or unwell through the rest of this year, but if they survive the summer, they should leaf out normally next spring. 
While fertilizer might seem like a good option for boosting health on struggling trees, it can also trigger trees to focus on growth, diverting energy away from defense. So in other words, they are saying don't fertilize your tree at this point. Oak trees are a long-term investment, and nobody likes to see them struggling. But the worst thing you could do right now is rush a decision and cut them down when they might have recovered otherwise. Be patient, be watchful, and wait. Trees are surprisingly resilient, and they might just surprise you. For more information, read the full article, and they have a link here that is too complicated to try to read to you. And uh, this is from the Texas Forest Service, Texas A&M Forest Service. So there's a lot of information. And uh, they have some good uh, uh, graphics, other things I'm looking through. And, boy, they've had some nice comments back. So I hope that helps you. And and just don't be rushing out to uh, start cutting on oak trees. Don't let anybody come along and knock on your door, these door knockers. That was my microphone. That was a very bad idea, Neil. Um, so uh, don't don't let them come inject anything into your uh, tree. Don't let them do anything. Uh, they don't have any right to do anything to your tree. Uh, you need to protect that tree. So I have now been overrun by an Adobe uh, update. So there I have found Carolyn and Buckles. Now let's go back to Carolyn. Carolyn, this is Neil. How are you? Okay, I'm fine. How about you? I'm well, thank you. How can I help you with those potatoes now? Oh, okay. We had some red and white seed potatoes, and I, and they have beautiful eyes on them. I already cut them, and they're still underneath our bed because we, we already planted all we needed uh, back in March or whenever, and I had these left over. Do, can they still be planted, or do you know? Uh, let's see, we're middle of May. What I would do, so they're not, they've never been in the ground. They've never been in the ground, and I had cut them, and boy, they got beautiful eyes. I are mean, they sprouting? Just, and somebody said, just throw them away, and I are they, to do are that. Are they sprouting, Carolyn? I'm sorry? Are they sprouting? Uh, are they growing? Yeah, yes. Uh, well, the white, you know, where I cut them all off. They're still like that at the bottom, and then no, on the very are the top eyes, is all the eyes coming out. The eyes are growing, is what I'm asking. Right. Yes, they are growing. Yeah, I don't know that you can save them. The the planting time for fall potatoes in your area would be about the first of August, and if you were able to, uh, if you were able to save them until then, then you could plant them then. But uh, already having cut them. And with them growing like that, I don't think they'll be worth anything oh, okay. by August. Yeah. I tried to give them away free, but nobody gardens too much anymore. Well, a you lot know. of people garden, but it's too late to be planting. They right. Need, That's need what to I needed to know because I won't, yeah. uh, you know, bother nobody else. And then I have one other question for you. Uh, we have uh, some Bermuda, uh, Bermuda seed, the giant seed. Okay. I have a, two 50-pound bags of Bermuda seed. Uh, giant seed. It was tested in 2019. We were supposed to plant it, and with all everything going on and the weather and snow and all that, we never got it, and we we never got it in the ground. Do you know anything about it, or what I have to call uh, 
What do you and mean, do I know anything? You know. What What are you wanting to know? I wanted to know if what if we could still plant that uh, Bermuda seed. Certainly. How have you How have you stored it all that time? Oh, so we it was... stored it in Billy's shop down there, and it, it, we had it covered up. It's been dry, and it, it's all right. It's been it's dry. Two what fifty pound bags? You oh, know, no, I got I got all that. Hang on. How? What were the temperatures during all that time? You've had it two years now. So what were the temperatures? Uh, well, we got it at yeah two years. Um, what was well, the temperature? How did you store it in the summer? Here, you know, nah, I, I know everybody had snow. Snow is not a problem. What? How did you store it in the summertime? Was it in the heat? Yeah, we we kept it real. Uh, uh, it didn't ever get too hot. You know, in his shop. Okay. We had all right. it, uh, it all, all sitting on a, a little table. And okay, we had hang it, on. Let me let me try to help you. I can I can try to help you, Carolyn. Okay. It's not going to get any better. You, there's no point in throwing it away. That's a lot of money in that right. much seed. Go ahead and plant it. It's about the time to plant it now. Okay. And give it a try. Okay. You, you may have a reduction of the germination rate, but it will still germinate. A lot of it will still germinate. Oh, wow. And give it a try. Give it a shot. Oh, that is, that is, that's great. And I, I don't know if you want to answer this or not, but can you give me your number to order your book? Yes, 800-752-4769. And that's, week, yeah, okay. that's weekdays. That's weekdays. There's nobody, nobody here. I'm at my office right now. I'm the only person in the office. Okay, okay, uh, Neil. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Okay, bye bye. If you think it is difficult for me to talk when somebody's has a radio on, you ought to hear me try to do a radio program while I'm answering the phone. <laughs> that would be the ultimate bad delay. So anyway, I uh, set up a broadcast studio here at the office when my ISDN line was uh, finally taken out behind the barn and put out of its misery. They, they don't service those anymore. It's just old technology. And so I came here where I have other old technology. You ought to see it. Yeah, we don't stream, live stream this for a reason. Anyway, that's what we have. Let's see what we need to do. Need to look at my clock. Yeah, we need to do this. I uh, have a very special offer for you on my book, and she'll hear the phone number again here. Um, this is the fifth printing of the book, and I'm honoring that same price that we've had all the way through. And uh, that is the uh, the in-production price. It's not in production anymore. I'm in um, kind of the the uh, treadmill uh, price now because I am busily trying to get all the books signed. I have about 3,000 books to get signed, and I can sign about 500 on a good day. It depends on whether I have anybody to help me. The The biggest challenge is getting them out of the boxes and lifting them and getting them back into the boxes and carrying the boxes somewhere. That just takes a lot of time, and, and uh, meanwhile, signing is not the big issue. So anyway, that's uh, that's what I'm doing. But uh, here's what the book is. It's Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, 344 pages, 840 of my best photos, 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is The Basics of Gardening in Texas, What You Have to Know to Get Started in Gardening in Texas to Be Successful. Chapter 2 is that 48-page calendar. Four pages per month to tell you what you need to get done during May 
to be uh, on top of everything when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. And then chapters 3 through 11 are comprehensive chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials. Oh, those took a long time to write. Six weeks on each of those. And then uh, what do I have left? Lawns and fruit and vegetables. There you go. Now, this book is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. There's no way you can walk in anywhere and buy this book. You don't get to see this book before you buy it, so I guarantee your satisfaction, or I will refund every penny that you spend on it. We now have sold more than 60,000 copies, and I've not been asked to refund on any one of those copies yet. And it will happen someday, and I'll say, okay, you bet. Here's your money back but it hasn't happened yet. I sign your copy as it sells, or maybe a couple days later as it is right now, and then we get it in the mail to you. And I'd love to do that for you. I think you'll be very satisfied. Maybe the only gardening reference you need. It's written for the whole state of Texas and southern Oklahoma. That's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, printed in Texas, hardback, high-quality paper. Two ways you can order. One is from my website. One is calling my office weekdays. That office phone number again is 800-752-GROW. That's 800 752 4769 the better way though right now while it's still 3195 it will go to 3695 order it now while it has that $5 discount at neil sperry n e i l s p e r r y .com i'll have more after these messages indeed let's put that number out there one more time 888 256 1080. Go to Alex in Fort Worth. Alex, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you? Something is eating my grass, and it is an is insect variety. Um, it is anytime I have new growth, shortly thereafter in the next couple of days, I see it chewed down to the nub. Um, and I was finding little tufts that were cut off just laying on the ground. Um, and it's almost like the witch's broom. And I've sprayed um with insecticide but All right. let me ask you several that. questions before we try to figure out whether the spray is the right thing or not uh when you say witch's broom you're you're looking at the grass that remains and and the way it's growing yeah. it's like a little tuft that's left and then anything that's... All right this is bermuda grass yes all right full sun beg your pardon full sun Oh, full sun. Yeah. I thought you said both of them, and I couldn't <laughs> understand. Um, all right, got that. Uh, and so are you seeing any, uh, for example, insect, any pest? No. All right. Um, do you know what the damage of Bermuda grass mites looks like? I have seen that, yes, and it looks similar. Yeah. They don't eat grass. They uh, they cause it to be very stubby. Uh, they look make it look like, uh, I'm going to use a description that may or may not uh, hit home, I don't know, uh, make it look like an old-fashioned shaving brush because yes. they, they shorten the, the nodes, the, the space between the blades. They just almost make all the blades come from one place. They, they, they make tufts of the, of the grass, and it turns brown. It's very clubby. Um, and 
it will pat it will appear in patches where the where the Bermuda grass mites uh, uh, where the outbreak is. It'll there'll be an area where the grass is quite patchy. Is that what you're seeing? Yes, and it is currently. I started battling this probably last year. Yeah. I was hoping the freeze would do them in, but apparently it did not. Apparently not. So, um, yeah. They are very difficult to control with insecticides. The things that we use for spider mites, regular spider mites. These, let me explain to everybody who's listening and is not familiar with Bermuda grass mites. Mites are eight-legged varmints, more closely related to spiders and ticks than they are to insects. However, in, uh, entomologists have to deal with them because they get thrown into the category of insects when they're not. Uh, and they, they kind of have to be dealt with with insecticides because nothing else will address them. We don't have any miticides that consumers can buy anymore. And even even the professional uh, uh, lawn care people, I don't know if they have a miticide for Bermuda mites or not. But in, in the reading that I have done, I haven't had any questions on Bermuda mites this spring, but last year I did. And so I'm kind of going on 11-month-old uh, memory now, <laughs> which is maybe way out of the range. <laughs> we'll find out. But I think Oklahoma State had the best information that I found on Bermuda mites. Now, some of the other uh, uh, ag universities may have come up with uh, some other things. But I would Google Oklahoma State University and then, uh, or just university, Bermuda grass mites and, and enter Bermuda grass as one word um, and see what they say. I think what they're going to tell you is that routine, regular, Maintenance and close mowing will be your best allies. Okay. Uh, maintaining it at a good level of fertility. I, I don't think they're going to suggest spraying, as I recall. I, I think they're going to tell you to keep it as vigorous as you can and mow mm-hmm. it frequently and mow it low uh, as, as the best remedy. Uh, How low should I go? Well, whatever the variety is, go at its recommended uh, minimum height if, it, if the range is... Uh, an inch and a quarter to an inch and a half, then make sure you don't be mowing it at two inches and, and go to right. the inch and a quarter and and mow it on maybe a four-day turnaround instead of seven-day turnaround for a while. Um, and, you know, that doesn't set well with people who have to stay on a budget and who have a lawn care company that comes through your part of town uh, every seven days. So uh, all I can do is tell you what I have read. But that's that's it. It's a tough one to get rid of, and I didn't. I I saw Bermuda mites early in my career, and then I went 25 years and didn't have anybody ask about them. And and then the last several years, they've become more of an issue. Wonderful. But I think that's. I, yeah, yeah. How lucky can a girl be? I think that's probably what it is from your description, because nothing else will cause that clubby look to the to yeah. the to the runners. I was afraid of that. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's oh. what I have. I, I think it's achievable. I think you can do it. I hope so. We'll yeah. find out. Yeah. Well, good luck with it. Thank you. You're welcome. Sorry for the news. Thank you. All right. I need to get a last break in here, and I'll make it fairly quick. Neil Spray's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer to your email on Thursdays. I work about a day and a half a week on eGardens, and so it's not a just a kind of thrown-together thing at all. I want it to be like an old-fashioned garden section. We have five stories each issue, 
two times a month. Uh, we have uh, a guest author. Um, Diane Sitton did a wonderful piece on Color Gone Wild in the issue that, that we uh, distributed 36 hours ago. And uh, Stephen Shambly will write a story in a couple of weeks that will be on who knows what. <laughs> That's Stephen for you. Neil Spray's eGardens, but you'll always have a featured question of the week. You'll always have a featured plant of the week. And you will always have uh, Gardening This Weekend, where I point out the things that are most critical for you to get done that weekend. If you want to see what eGardens looks like, go to the page on my website where you sign up for it. You have to do the, the subscribing. It is free and always will be, and I will never send you an email or anything else because you do sign up for it other than eGardens. I'm not going to take advantage of you, and I certainly don't give or sell your email address to anybody. Neil Sperry's eGardens. Go to neilsperry.com. Same place you go to buy my newest book. That's neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, and then click on that eGardens tab. There's a lot of talk these days about Made in America. I want to tell you about something that's been made in America for 90 years. That's Mueller Metal Roofing and Steel Buildings, made right here by people who care about quality of both materials and workmanship. Whether it's a metal roof for your home or a custom steel building or even a shed or a greenhouse for your backyard, Mueller means quality. Mueller has four manufacturing facilities right here in the USA. And with 33 branches for sales and service, there's a Mueller location near you. When you choose a Mueller, choose Mueller for metal buildings or roofing, you're choosing the best quality products to protect your family and your property. And you're supporting local jobs and local families. These are hard-working folks who are proud to provide a product made right here in America. Now, that's uh, Mueller Metal Roofing and Steel Buildings, 90 years of making customers' dreams come true. When a business has been around for 90 years, you can pretty well trust that they know what they're doing. Visit MuellerInc.com or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's M-U-E-L-L-E-R, 877-267. Let me try that again, 877-268-3553. Mueller, made in America and made to last, 877-268-3553. More after this. All right. Thank you very, very much. Let's go to Denise and Brian. Denise, I have a minute. How can I help? Hey, Neil. Um, Our St. Augustine turns yellow. All right. And this is happening right now? Yes, right now. All right, I want you to do a little bit of research online for take all root rot. That's what's Mm -hmm. going on right now. Uh, It comes out of the winter looking yellow. You try nitrogen, doesn't help any. It goes away when it gets warmer, and that's take all root rot. The roots will be dark and very short, and that's because the disease is impacting the root system. Uh, The fungicide azoxystrobin, A-Z-O-X-Y-S-T-R-O-B-I-N, is the control. And you'll need to use, um, you'll need, it's uh, Scott's Disease X. And I'm not hearing my out music, so I'm assuming that we are just about out of time. But I hope that helps. Yeah. Okay. And then one, maybe quick. Uh, oak tree usually doesn't lose its leaves. The ice during the wintertime, we know all that. And the leaves are coming out on the branch, the big branches, but not on the 
small branches on the end. Is that tree going to be savable? Uh, probably. Uh, I don't know if you heard what I read from the Texas Forest Service. If you're on Facebook or if you get my electronic newsletter, I have covered mm-hmm. that in incredible detail in both of those yeah. places. So okay. I'd, I'd refer you there. It's hard to okay. go. Oh, there's the music I was there it early. Is. Yeah. I, I can save myself about an hour's worth of writing by, by <laughs> referring you there. So All anyway, right, I appreciate your call. You bet. Thank you very thank much. You. All right, everybody, Bye-bye. thank you for listening. And i got to get another clock that is an easier thing to read. I can't tell the minutes on this thing very well. They, they don't change probably. Thank you for listening. Jared Taylor, thank you, sir. Until next week, happy gardening.